welcome back to Enlighten Up. You're listening to episode 27, Channeling the Power of 10, Your Frequency Family and Energy Insight for 2018 with Michelle Paisley Reed. That's right, we've got Michelle joining us back again for another show where she brings forth the power of 10 and she gets, gives us a very great update on all the new stuff going on that she's involved in and how you can get involved if you like. And as well, we bring forth the power of 10 to give us some insight on questions that all three of us have, as well as some energy insight for the upcoming year 2018. What can we all expect? Well, we're going to find out in episode 27. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to let all of you know how grateful I am for all of the love and support that I've received through individual emails, messages um, on my posts on Facebook, and comments on my videos. I can't tell you how much that support means to me, the encouragement, because this has been my coming out year where I've really put myself out on the out on the table for everyone to see all basically and uh, it was a bit scary at first and I did meet a lot of resistance from some family and friends and uh, it was a little bit difficult in the beginning of the year but what really kept me going was your individual emails and all of the support that came in and so I wanted to give back to you all and I wanted to let all of our listeners know that I've got a contest going on. It's my gratitude giveaway and I'm giving away a three month coaching program with me that will start in 2018. And there are really four multiple ways that you can enter the contest. So if you're interested in something like that, I'm gonna leave a link in the show notes below to head on over to my blog and flexibleme.com. And I would be honored to work with one of you and help expand your potential in this world so that you can become the true bright light that you are always meant to be, and I would be honored to be on that journey with you. This contest runs until the very end of the year, December 31st at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is the cutoff date, so if you want to enter, you've got to do it before then. So, uh, everything will be in the show notes, so back to the episode, let's jump into it and find out what Michelle had to say and then what the power of 10 had to enlighten us with. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You're listening to episode 27, and I'm here with Michael and Lisa, and we are joined today by Michelle Paisley-Reed. And later, of course, we're going to be bringing in the power of 10. Um, As you remember, Michelle Paisley-Reed is an internationally best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and spirit channel. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. How are you today? Thank you. I am fantastic. How are you guys? I'm good. We're all good, I think. (laughs) It's all good. We're all good in the hood. Yeah. So it's been, since you've been on the show, it's been about four months, I think. Um, How is everything going for you? Gosh, you know, it seems like yesterday. I love talking to you guys. You ever meet people and you just, well, we've already discussed this. You just click and time goes by and you cannot talk to them for a while and it just feels like yesterday. I know. it's, It's been a whirlwind. You know, our... Our, our books keep doing better. Our online channeling program is off the hook. I am so thrilled that I can do what I do from home in my pajamas. I'm grateful for that every day. <laughs> and then I get to dress up and do a live event. And we just did one Saturday. It sold out for the second time a month in, in advance, which is 
amazing dream come true. Um, and I got to play dress up and put on jewelry and a dress and it was fun. And the energy's just off the hook. So yeah, I'm just pinching myself. I love this life. And we have a new book coming out. So um, what's yeah. your book? What's your book called? It's called Keep Your Spirits Up, A Simple Guide to Lift Your Vibes Sky High Without Struggle or Pain. I can say it all now without tripping over my tongue. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, the first book is Manifesting Miracles and Money. And that was, well, the first book with me and the power of 10 that's channeled. It's actually, I've written six books now, which is super exciting. Um, and then the book after that is Peace is Power, A Course in Shifting Reality Through Science and Spirituality. That's the one we go over in our channeled course. Um, and then Keep Your Spirits Up, you know, I, it really is an offshoot of Peace is Power. I just kept writing. Um, it just wouldn't let me go. And otherwise, I'd write like a 700-page book. So <laughs> I just kept writing to... Because you know how you read a really good book and then you just don't want it to end? Yeah. That's how this power was for me. And still, everybody, you know, we have a Facebook group called the Power of Ten High Vibe Tribe um, where we keep every keep everyone's spirits up and inspired and keep your vibrations up and support each other. And, you know, it's one of those books you can just read again and again and again. It has 120 lessons in it that are short and sweet. Um, like two to three pages. And, and so I'm constantly referring to that book, but keep your spirits up is, is 90 days of lessons. I love those kind of things where you don't have to read it all at once, especially in this day and age, people have short attention spans, but you know, if you're feeling a little less than you can just open it up randomly, it lifts up your vibe. If you're feeling really good already, then it takes you to the next level. Um, sometimes people want to read it sequentially, whatever your style is. Um, but you know, it's funny because I wrote that one differently than the other books because, um, like with pieces power, I would channel a, a chapter and then I would go back and I would reread it and edit it from my analytical side, <laughs> left brain, right brain. But with keep your spirits up, I just wrote the entire, what is it like 250 page book all at once and then never looked at it, just trusting that the power of 10 knows to how, how to make it gel, you know, with each chapter or with each lesson. And so I wasn't really sure if it was a good book, to be honest, I just kept writing, you know, when you're just writing every day, you don't really know what it's like until you read it in one sitting. And then I went back and read it all. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so good. And then I sent it off to my friends. And they're like, what do you mean? This isn't as good as pieces power. This is every bit as good, if not better. So I do think it's a better book to read after Pieces Power. So get Pieces Power while you can on Amazon. Read that. It makes a great gift. A lot of people bought presents this last Saturday to give to people because it's, it's very uplifting, um, especially in this day and age. There's so much crap out in the world and in the news, and it, I think that's why it's doing so well. It's, you know, when, when you have the contrast of chaos – Again, peace looks sexy. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's and it's all about vibration. You work on an individual level and collectively that's how we change everything. Okay. We all connect all. Well, let's Same get thing. into let's get into vibration in a second, but I just wanted to ask yeah. you because um I know that you know Lisa and I get this. Michael still has um, is struggling with understanding channeling and and how that is. But when I'm not you say understanding it, I just not sure if I really believe it. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> struggle. Just, that's a struggle. struggle. You're struggling to believe it. Yeah. 
There we go. That's better. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. He has a healthy skepticism. Yeah. But when you say that you channeled your book, can you explain to Michael and any audience members who may not understand the concept of channeled writing uh, or how that comes about? Like, how sure. how is it for you? Like, can you kind of walk someone through? Yeah, absolutely. Like- and it's funny that you asked this because this came up in Saturday's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up having a whole spiel on it. And people, it's funny because Joda asked me afterwards, he's like, why did you talk so long about that? And then afterwards when I was signing books, everybody thanked me for that. And so obviously I was intuitively reading the crowd that they wanted kind of that explanation. But, you know, it in its most simplest terms, the way I look at it, and, and, you know, Michael, I've been a skeptic, too. I was a journalist. I'm very, I can be very detail-oriented left brain, which is why I think I'm uniquely suited for this. Um, it, Course in Miracles, the woman who, Helen, who wrote that book, was an atheist. She didn't even believe in God, and that book was very, um, it was probably more religious than mine, which is a little more science-based and spirituality. It's more universal. Um, but, you know, at, it, at its most general Everybody is an open channel for inspiration, right? I mean, it's just opening your mind up. There are singers that sing beautifully and they channel their inner diva, right? I mean, when you you are a good writer and you let it flow and you're not blocking it, you're channeling from someplace else. So me, I was born very sensitive. I told my story at the on our last session where I've just always been really psychic. I think some people are more than others. I think we all have intuitive gifts that we either develop or we're afraid of or we block. I think that's true of ever, anyone. And I spent most of my life blocking it and had a lot of issues from that. But when I finally opened up to it, because it only got stronger and stronger for me, I had that near-death experience in my 20s. Um, I had mediumship abilities that scared the shit out of me. Can I say shit on your program? Absolutely. (laughs) Just did. (laughs) You can go beep. Um, You know, it did. It scared me. I thought it was weird. I thought people would judge me. I thought I was a freak. I I asked, I questioned myself, is this really real? Um, But I will tell you a short little story about mediumship that happened Just last Saturday, there was a young girl who was 16, same age as my daughter, who came and she thought that channeling was more like mediumship. And because, you know, it's trending and it's cool now with the Long Island medium and Hollywood medium and all those those people. And so she um, she had lost both her parents, most recently her mom who died of a drug overdose. It was her aunt that brought her there her aunt and uncle took her in and she wanted she came up to me and she wanted me to do reading and I'm like well it's not the same you know and that's why I kind of dove into the difference between mediumship and channeling but here's the cool part afterwards on my way out which is I can only describe as you get really high vibrational it's just meditation. It's nothing woo-woo. It's just me clearing my mind and getting out of my way and allowing that inspiration to flow through. As I'm coming out of it and kind of grounding myself, I got a message really clearly from her mom. It was She had set the attention. And so I told her, I said, you know, please come to me afterwards. Your mom has a message. I haven't given, done mediumship in over a year, so I didn't know what it was going to be like. But let me tell you the evidence, okay, because 
that will help you kind of wrap your brain around channeling because maybe mediumship for me is, is really evidence-based. But I told her, I'm like, these are the things that came up. I said something about a math test the day before she had not finished her math test and was a wreck. She's 16. Something about feathers, which I thought, okay, I was afraid to even trust myself and say that because so many people see that as a sign from the other side, pennies from heaven, feathers or whatever. But she kept going, tell her feathers, tell her feathers, because I'm very clear audience. And I was hearing that, and it turns out her mom collected feathers when she was alive. And then she says red sweatshirt. Well, she just started dating a boy last week who always wears a red sweatshirt. Shit, I couldn't know, right? I've never met this girl in my life. <laughs> that came directly through to prove to her. She was sobbing, and it got so much closure. It was just amazing. Not to mention her mind was absolutely blown by the channeling. I, I only wish I had that kind of information when I was her age and still open to all these things. Because you know what happens is the world shuts you down, and they they tell you not to believe in what we deem supernatural, but what's supernatural has become my normal because of the evidence, because I've been able to, through this process, through the tools I've been given from the power of 10 and given to everybody to be able to manifest these miraculous things that, you know, it's proof. But so basically the difference between mediumship and channeling is to me, it's the next level stuff. Not everyone is a medium before they become a channel. It's a decision. Um, you, some people can do both. To me, it's very difficult to go back and forth between the two because I feel like when I'm a medium, I'm communicating messages from the other side to people, and it's healing, and it's there's a lot of grief and a lot of closure. Whole different vibe when I'm channeling this amazing inspirational wisdom for people where everybody's not crying sad tears. They're crying happy tears. Like, they're looking like they're high on something else besides vibration afterwards because you feel so good. It's hard to even explain. But when you're an open channel, you're just aligning with vibrations that are out there. I call them my spirit guides. That's the easiest way to conceptualize it. Because when you die, here's the thing. You don't just those, – those souls don't just disappear. They just are vibing so high you can't see them. And some people like me are – born with the ability to sense that and and so when you're doing mediumship or psychic readings or those kind of things you're you're translating versus with channeling i'm letting them come through me yeah that's the difference and using my body the as a vehicle for their message so i have to completely surrender and get out of the way and let them use it now here's the thing I was a skeptic too. And at first I was like, well, well, first of all, I don't remember a damn thing. So <laughs> there's something to be said for that. Not Some people do when they're channeling. For me, I remember that I was there, but I barely remember much of it. I know that when I'm channeling, it's far more eloquent than I could ever speak. They have a weird accent that if I tried to talk to you now like it, it I would butcher it because I suck at accents. You should hear my British accent. That's how I, I do accents. They are terrible. My family laughs at me. So to do it that rapid fire, even if I wanted to fake it, I don't know how I would. And here's the thing. Let's take it to the worst possible scenario. Let's say I'm faking it. <laughs> the message is fucking amazing. <laughs> so... 
you got to look at the message, not the messenger. Even if you don't believe it, if you resonate with what's being said, then take that. Yeah, I think that's... Sorry. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's valid because I've listened to people who channel and just through listening to their message, I can tell that it's not, it's not, they're not aligning with spirit. Um, yes. And because and, you can tell, you can tell, for me, I just look for words that are ego-based versus yes. um, based in love. And if yes. it sounds, if anything that's coming out in the message that is ego, then I just know there's something off about that channeler and I don't... I don't continue either listening to them or, you know, continue. Yeah, I just I just let that go. So well, and unfortunately, there's a lot of that going on. And I think like anything else, it there's good mediums and bad mediums, good psychics and bad psychics, good doctors and bad doctors, good psychologists and bad psychologists. It's, you know, it there's a lot of channelers out there and bless their heart. They're trying. But to me, if it's fear based at all, it's bullshit. It, it, because the other side is full of non unconditional love, plain and simple. And if you're channeling anything less than that, then you got to look at your own frequency. If you, if someone is telling someone what to do, that's ego based. Yeah. Power of Ten never tells anybody what to do. They inspire people. They tell people truth that they can resonate with, and you know only you know your truth. And I, oh, go ahead. Can people channel dark things too then? They can if they're low vibe. It's the same. To me, it's all vibration. It's all energy and frequency. So if you are, in fact, I read an article today just before I talked to you guys. It was on Facebook or Instagram about someone saying you should never call on angels or spirit guides because they could be evil. (laughs) And a bunch of people said, then that's not angels you're projecting your own fear-based crap onto the other side. And, you know, I've never had a problem with it. Even when I've been in some pretty icky spaces, I've never channeled anything that was below love. I just haven't. But then I also believe in the law of attraction. I also live my life by it. If I'm having an off day, I do whatever it takes to get it up. Or I, that sounds terrible. (laughs) I acknowledge the pain because I think too many people in metaphysical circles get it the wrong way. They think that you have to skip to happy and be positive all the time and don't acknowledge when life is less than perfect. And it is. We all have our challenges, myself included. I just don't dwell there. Because I know that not, I'm more afraid of not the other side spirits. I'm more afraid of souls housed in bodies that could hurt me when I'm feeling less than. Because when I'm feeling that way or if I'm angry or pissed at something, guess what? Those are the days I get attacked because you're vibing that way. And it's just whatever you put out comes back to you. It's, it's science. It's not woo-woo so people like that i tend to just steer clear from i mean the power of 10 always says there's 7 billion people on your planet if you're not vibing with someone it does it's not mean to move away and let them work out their stuff yeah like i think michael when you when you asked that like and i was telling you about there's like a particular man i used to listen to his channeling and it was i didn't listen to him for very long because it wasn't too far into 
his weekly channels that I started to realize something was off. And I feel like he was channeling a lower vibrational spirit or, or something. And it wasn't definitely wasn't didn't have the greater good for everyone in the room in its in its um, mm-hmm. intentions. So so his yeah. intentions is to lower everybody's vibe too. then. Is you know, what? I don't think it's that I think that, you know, some people are well intentioned and I think they want to heal. But there's if you're messed up in the head and you're trying to channel for the greater good, you need to work on yourself first. You need to go and explore the darkness before you can before you can even attempt that. You know, your vibe is going to line up with whatever's out there. And there are people that have died that still have not let go of their attachments. They're not darker energies because I don't believe in darkness. Darkness is the absence of light, just like cold is the absence of heat. That's quantum physics. And so when someone's dark, it just means they haven't chosen or haven't found the light. And so they're attempting to be something they're not. And unfortunately, it gives everybody a bad name. And, you know, I, I say with people, go with what you feel. There's room for those people because they're attracting other people that are also fear-based and they're all working through it together. I mean, look at right now, our, our United States is (laughs) fear-based. There's so much going on. You know, something that came up with, um, in sat again, in Saturday's workshop and, and people were talking about all the shootings that are happening. And what they said is, and I agree with this a hundred percent that when something like that happens, as human beings with compassion, you tend to have this knee-jerk reaction of outrage. But when you send out outrage into the collective vibe, you're, it's going to attract more rage. Yeah, we and were just talking about this. We were just talking about this on our last recording. Remember, Lisa, you were bringing, you brought it up about how we need to send more love into a situation and not the anger. Yes. Exactly, like the fires in California, you know, just not sending anger or sadness or fear you know we need to send you know we're we are light beings and that's not just being woo woo we are literally made up of light and so when you want to diffuse a situation you you visualize it it's powerful visualize love and light on a situation don't just throw out and passing you know thoughts and prayers as people do, or I'm so sad over this. Now you're adding to the collective energy of sadness and outrage. And then we get more of that. And so it's, it's, it's the opposite of that. When you see it, you catch yourself and you take a moment and you pause and you picture everybody smiling and happy and obviously do what you can take inspired action, but don't so many people just feel powerless. And then you're just feeding into that. We're all energy. And so that's, again, if, if anybody's saying other than that, you know, I don't know what to tell you. There's just don't don't give in to those lower vibrational energies that it's just creating tons of that. And, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of anger going on right now. But people, the world is learning through contrast. It's hard for me to watch. I've learned through contrast most of my life. I've gone through some shit. Everybody has. Everybody has, without a doubt. And yet to watch people do it on the collective level, I know it's the fastest way for us to heal. We have to look at it. I just wrote this big, long, vulnerable Instagram post about this because all those Me Too stories have really 
it's hurtful for me to watch. I'm so grateful that it's happening and it's not hidden anymore. It needs to heal. It needs to come out. And yet still, you know, the first reaction for me to see it, I'm like, ugh, it's all these disgusting stories. And I'm like, okay, just drench it in light, just drench it in light. And, you know, I say with any channel, just listen to it. If, if it is, gives you even a seed of hope or faith or joy, then yay. And if not, then flip the channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael, what is like, what would you say is your fundamental block or like, you know, that's kind of holding you back from understanding it or like, what is it fundamentally that you have such a hard time understanding? Or, I, again, it's not about understanding. It's like either I accept that it, it's true or I accept that someone's suffering from schizophrenia. You know, I look at it that way. <laughs> well, do you think I'm suffering from schizophrenia? Uh, you're very healthy for being a potential schizophrenic. Yeah, I'm telling you that. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. You can call me crazy, but at the same time, when you this is why when we do workshops and events, I have people talk to me first. A schizophrenic is not going to be able to hold this conversation. No, I know, and, I, and I'm, I'm pulling light on that, honestly. I don't really think you're actually a schizophrenic. Thank you. But I like, appreciate but, that. <laughs> but, like, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, there are, there are some awesome magicians out there like in front of me that I can't explain anything, but I don't believe in magic. It's kind of the same way I feel like with this. Yeah. Well, you know, if it helps you when we get to the channeling part, think of it as my higher self. Do you believe in a higher self that you're, you have a dimension of yourself that's higher than your regular everyday egoic self, you know, that then it, then again, it goes back Mm -hmm to the message of it. And I, I feel you. I mean, I, I just brought Joda in my husband because again, you guys are the left brain dudes in the group here. And you know, when we first met and we talked about this before, but he didn't believe in anything psychic or anything like that, but he's also very much an evidence-based person. And especially during the mediumship times, he would see all these stories of things I couldn't possibly explain. And that to him felt real. Now with a power of 10 event or, or channeling or whatever it is we're doing, the proof is in the pudding. People dramatically change their lives. And so if that's all you get from it, okay, then I'm crazy. It's me doing it. I wish I could take credit for it, make my life easier trying to explain this. But Again, it, it's not a left brain thing that you can analyze with your mind. If I were to do that, I would never be able to channel. You have to be open to letting it come through and not blocking it with fear or doubt or any of that stuff. And honestly, if you if you're not ready to move forward and it's and it feels nuts, then it's going to be. I I never believed in channels. I the only people that I ever followed were Jerry and Esther Hicks because I loved Abraham Hicks. And the only reason I started reading their law of attraction books is because my last, my former married name was Hicks. So I'm in a bookstore. I'm like, Hey, here's my last name. And I read it and I couldn't put it down. And, and to be honest, in the beginning, when they were speaking in the collective, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so much BS. I did, but I couldn't get past 
the message of it and how it rang true for me. So if you can get your brain past that and just ask yourself, is what is being said feel true for you, then it doesn't matter, right? Then it kind of negates the whole argument of who is saying it. Because I've had people say that it's demons. And I'm like, well, why would a demon talk about things about love and light and manifesting and giving back and being of service and being high, but I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, in your definition of demon, we, they'd be encouraging you to do bad shit. So <laughs> it, you know, it, to me, there's a lot of divine levels that we don't understand with our conceptual mind. Of course there are. I have a heart I, before I started channeling, I had a hard time believing that this is all there is. You know, in contact, she says, then her dad said, then that would be an awful big waste of space, right? I mean, there's got to be more to this than this one dimension of Earth-based reality. And so I've always been a seeker. I think that's the best thing about me. And I'm also really good about getting out of my own way. And, and the stuff we've recorded is just, it's undeniably gorgeous. You People feel better afterwards than they did going in they feel heard they feel not judged they feel excited about their lives they don't feel scared about making big moves you know they, they come more from a place of soul than from their human selves but anyway I'm talking over Joda what do you think when you first heard me I mean you've got that left brain going on like Michael <laughs> hi everybody hi Joda um, yeah, I, I too didn't, it's not that I didn't believe and thought that it was all crap, but I didn't, it wasn't really on my radar. Um, it wasn't really something I, I wanted to investigate until this came up. Um, and like Michelle said, there's, there's a lot of, the, the intro for me was her medium demonstrations where there was so much evidence of I'm watching all these people have reactions of things that she doesn't know which was kind of the stepping stone of, you know, okay, there is, there is something beyond all this than my left brain than, than science currently understands, you know, cause there's all these things that we understand now that a hundred years ago we had no clue about even 50 years ago. And so as we keep uncovering all these things, I think it eventually catches up to what a lot of intuitive people and a lot of people who, who deal with invisible things um, that we already kind of understand. And then that is one great thing that I like about the power of 10. There, there's never something, they're never saying you should do this. You know, it's always what feels right and what, what makes you and others joyful. And so like Michelle was just saying, the messenger at, at that point becomes irrelevant. It's just all about the message. Yeah. You yeah. know, if I can read something to um, you guys all. So I, I've studied like the different levels of consciousness, power versus force, David Hawkins. And um, reason is the level 400 of consciousness and it's a high, it's a high level of consciousness. It's where like all our scientists are and our teachers and, um, statesmen and like, you know, Einstein, uh, th that was level four, like the 400 level. And right. this is from his book to explain why it's such a hard jump, even though you could be 499 still within the realm of reason to make the jump to the next consciousness level of love, which is 500. And it's, he's, this is from his book. Reason does not of itself provide a guide to truth. 
It produces massive amounts of information and documentation, but lacks the capability to resolve discrepancies in data and conclusions. All philosophical arguments sound convincing on their own. Although reason is highly effective in a technical world where the methodologies of logic dominate, reason itself, paradoxically, is the major block to reaching higher levels of consciousness. And that's where, like, I feel like I think it's so important to have that left brain where we do, like, we look at the, yeah. these um, documentation information and, and look at data and all that kind of stuff. But it's very easy to get to allow that to block you from the more intuitive part that's that all-knowing part and, and tuning into what feels right, understanding what your body's trying to tell you through your soul language and that kind of stuff. So some things just can't be explained just the way... Um, our linear thinking is designed. So, right, I, I I completely agree. And and something part of my journey over the past couple of years here has been getting in touch with my intuition, which I think we talked about last time. That you know, it's it's called women's intuition because men are not encouraged to use it. And as I am talking about evidence, as I pay attention to the intuitions that I have more and more, it's evidence for myself of, oh, wow, I actually did know that because it started out with, I had the feeling and then I didn't act on it. And then I think, wow, I should have acted on that because that probably would have worked. And now that I listen to it more and more, I'm finding not only am I developing it, but I'm listening to it. And your intuition helps you out all the time in everyday life, but your mind is still a valuable tool. I think sometimes spiritual people try and negate the rational mind. They congruently you know and you had asked too about with um channeling the books when i channel for events or our online program i let them inhabit my body but when i channel the books you know that i think i told you guys the first time i went to type it i hovered my hands over the keyboard thinking they'd do all the work and it doesn't work like that i clairaudiently heard it and it felt like dictation and that's why i've was able to write three books in a year. That just doesn't normally happen. I mean, I'd written three books before that over the course of 15 years. So it, it just flowed and it came out perfectly. So how do you explain that the grammar was perfect when my other three books was not? How do you explain that there is tons of physics in this book when I was an English major and I went to fact check and it's completely accurate. I mean, that's the beauty of when it's coming from a higher source, a higher place. And I think if we all opened up to those places of higher mind, of higher source energy, it doesn't have to be power of 10. I mean, I get a lot of our followers saying, I want to channel the power of 10. I'm like, well, that's who I align with. If you figure how many people die a day, I don't know the stats. Maybe you know this, Michael. <laughs> Google it. But there's a lot, right? All those people don't just disappear. They either get, if you believe in reincarnation as I do, they get recycled or they're out in other dimensions. And they are more evolved than us because they don't, they're not carrying around a body. They don't have a job to get to. They don't have fear. Okay, that's a big one. This is the power of 10 always drives us home. Because if you don't have a body, you can't know fear. No one's trying to harm you. No one's going to judge you. There's nothing to compare, no cars to compare, no jobs, no body. You don't have sexism, racism, nationalism, because you don't have a culture. You don't have genitals. 
You don't have skin color. None of those things divide us. That's all our own man-made creation. And I think, honestly, if people could really get that, and it's a basic concept, hello, we're all going to die. And that's, if you can get that, you understand that oneness. Because when you're in spiritual in nature, there's nothing to divide us. This whole separation BS is what's causing all the conflict everywhere but yes it takes a leap of faith to remember who you are as a soul but in that is so much relief if you can even do that of remember that you've been a soul more times than you've inhabited a body and that it's your soul that inhabits the body your mind doesn't govern the train your soul inhabits the mind too your mind is a tool for it so yes i use my mind all the time i fact check the stuff in there i don't just take it verbatim, I want to make sure that this is legit too, or I'm going to look nuts. It's my reputation. Why do you think we have a TV show called Don't Change the Channel? You know, and yet, I had to say yes to this, because I think, God, every day I said yes to this, because it's so powerful, and it's changing the way people look at things. It's changing their perspective on stuff. They are taking more courageous risks, and and just by virtue of vibrating high, they're sharing all these wonderful stories of, of attracting not just stuff. I mean, it's beyond that. I mean, when you join our group, yes, you can. It seems like all these LOA groups are all about the money. And it's not the money you want. It's the freedom behind the money. It's the, the joy, the connections, the opportunities, the adventures, the trip to Costa Rica that was handed to us that we're all going to in April. How do you explain that? You know, after everybody in our group wanted to meet up and some random reader in Costa Rica says, hey, I have a mansion. Do you want to stay at our place? That kind of stuff happens to us all the time because you're learning to get out of your own way. And how do you do that? Because people ask that all the time, too. It's just fear. You know, there's a zillion books out there on your blocks, too. And the power of 10 says, don't focus on your blocks. You create you'll create more blocks. Whatever you focus on expands. That's Carl Jung. Not me. <laughs> you know, all these things that the math, Einstein, who you were talking about, I mean, energy never dies. It just changes form. So when you're out of a body and you don't know sickness, you don't know um, insecurities, you don't have anxiety, you're in a higher place already. Now, you could die and check out and, and still have attachments to all those things. And there are spirits who do. I feel them too, but they're not evil. That's the friggin' movies. I, I watch. There was somebody in some spiritual group again on social media. I really need to get off social media and get out in the world more. But <laughs> I was on Instagram and someone was posting how there was an evil spirit in her house that knocked over a picture frame and who was blinking the lights. And I'm like, and that they needed to cleanse it and bring in some priest. I'm like, okay, if you were dead, how would you get your loved one's attention? Your energy now, your higher vibrational, so you're going to flicker the lights, and you're, the other person's there begging for a sign, and they're giving you one, and they're freaking out and shutting it down and saying you're evil. That's not evil. They're, they're hitting the, the picture frame because it's probably saying, hey, that's all they got. What else do you want them to do? If they, if they showed up in front of you, you'd freak out. I see spirits, and I still freak out because we're told it's not natural. Right. And that's just what we're told. Look at the th other things we've been told throughout the centuries that, as Joda pointed out, have been proven to be untrue. You know, it's it's just what we can see right now. We just don't have strong enough 
telescopes and microscopes. That's all. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's, it's developed. And I, I think it's evolution because why you guys, well, I know you, Nicole, you always post pictures of your cute little, I think those are your nieces. Yeah. My little niece. kids are so open. They see and feel so much more than we do. It's the next generation because they're being born into parents who are on the average more accepting of it. They're not just doing the knee jerk reaction of telling them that it's bad. You know, um, one story, uh, Wayne Dyer's daughter, Serena, she has two really cute little kids and we're friends on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And she was talking about how, well, her, um, stepson just died and he was like 18. It was really sad. Um, but the, the, her daughter, who's like two or three kept saying that, he was Mason was was joking with her and she thought that maybe he was just you know she meant you know playing with her or something I'm like no he's probably telling her jokes if did he tell her jokes in life and she's like oh my god yeah I'm like well she's hearing jokes because she's open no one is telling her that that's not true kids are used to having imaginary friends and whatnot. They're they're closer out of the gate, right? They just came here and from a spiritual realm. So I, I really do believe that with each passing generation, as we are more accepting of these intuitive abilities, they'll show themselves more. But, you know, you've also, again, got to weed through the crap like anything else in life. And if something feels false, it probably is. A lot of channelers feel false to me. I don't even like to call myself a channeler. Esther Hicks doesn't. She just says she's an inspirational speaker. So on my business cards, guess what I say? I'm not going to say I'm a, a channeler because I get thrown into a group of, of people because everybody wants to, to channel Mary Magdalene or, or Jesus or all the main ones. It's like I think they're just assigning a name to them because that's what's known. And maybe they really are. I don't know. I'm open to whatever. I, I think that if you want to channel Jesus, I think that's great. I think he's a great ascended master to channel, but I don't think he's the only one. I think that there are many and that they have a lot to offer us. And, and that's it. I mean, I don't think you have, we have to make a big deal out of it for a long time. I overanalyze this. And when I overanalyze it and try and figure out how I do it, because I was like, how do you do that? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I I think I have a natural openness toward it. And and also that combined with 30 years of yoga and meditation, not everybody has that as a background. Mm -hmm. It developed into that as a way of, I mean, that's the best way to lift your vibe is to meditate. It doesn't have to be yoga. You know, it, it, it really is. And everybody asks what the best way is. And then I tell them and no one wants to meditate. Like it's some big chore. It's like, no, I meditate every single day without fail. I love it. It took me time like everyone else. I had to, I had the most chatterbox mind there is. Look at how I talk. <laughs> but I had to learn to train my mind. You know, the Buddhists call the, it the monkey mind. I had to learn to still the chatter. And when you do, amazing things can happen. And in my situation, I aligned with these teachings, these teachers. And that's the way I view them is that they're just teachers. Well, you know, that's speaking of the power of 10, <laughs> did you want to bring them forward? And maybe yeah, Michael can ask, maybe it. Michael can uh, get it right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> the horse, the power of 10. I'm the horse then. <laughs> <laughs>
a lot of a lot of times when we when people come up to talk to Power of Ten in live events, um, one of the the most common questions, actually the most common question, is just for some clarity in their lives, um, just because it seems to be something that everyone is kind of seeking, even if when we think we have it figured out, we we often you know want some outside perspective. So that's a, a nice open-ended question to kind of, um, you know, get the ball rolling. And it, it's the answer is different every time. It's interesting to watch. Okay, I'm going to go get them. You guys talk right. amongst yourselves. Okay. Hi. Hi. You have a question for us. <laughs> We've been talking about questions for you, so yes. <laughs> yes, we feel your questions. They're burning in you. Yes. What is your question? Okay, so my question just is, I feel like I'm on a very um, transformational path right now. and yes. It's huge. Yes, it's like you're climbing a gigantic mountain. Do you feel like you're almost to the top? Almost. I'm hoping you'll give me clarity on that. How, how far is the top? How far away is it? Yes. yes, you've had what we call our workshops is limitless expansion. So you've had a great deal of expansion all within what you perceive as a limited amount of time. Yes. And so your vibration has lifted exponentially. And there's times it's so much that you start to freak out and you go, wait a second, wait a second. And then what happens is you kind of fluctuates you see up and down up and down and then but right now you're getting over that and you're going full speed ahead and you're wondering when it's going to even out and you keep saying to yourself it's going to be a great year a great year and what we are here to say to you is that each moment can be great you see it doesn't have to wait until the calendar year changes and you know this lisa yes mm -hmm. and so you can when the manifestations get too strong, when the energy gets too intense, because you're still inhabiting a human body, you see. And so you cannot get to where we are in our non-physical shoes, because then you would be dead, as you say. And we just told Michelle this, yes, Joda? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you, when it gets too much, rather than fear getting in the way and bringing you way back down to a lower set point, we want you to just imagine that there's a dial and you just turn it down a little bit so that you balance out your energy so that it's a smoother ride, yes? Because what happens is, as you create exponential transformation, you leave a lot of people in your wake. And it can be kind of what you say, lonely at the top. Yes, you're clearing away old energies and people and opportunities and adventures that used to light you up no longer do. And new ones are showing up for you now. And it's an exciting time. So allow it to be exciting. If hurdles come up, it is only because they do not vibrate at that new higher level from which you stand, you see. And so let that fall behind. And if it's too much, just turn down the dial a little bit. You always have the power over your own vibration. 
you see. We'll say that again. It's important. You always have the power over your own vibration. You are creating your reality in each moment. No one else. You give your power over to the universe. The universe is not doing it. You give your power over to God. God is not doing it. You give your power over to us, and we're not doing it. You're not our puppet. You're doing it. You're lifting your vibration in your daily experience. You are gravitating toward love. We feel great amounts of love in your presence. Yes, that is what is boosting you forward. You're around a great deal of beautiful nature. That boosts you forward. You listen to a song that you love and you sing along and you're happy and you act goofy. That brings you happiness. That lifts your vibration. Anything which brings you joy. Even happiness, which is transitory, and yet it leads you closer toward joy, yes? Do the things that light you up consistently, and you get your higher set point where it's easier to be more consistent in your vibrational offering. Does that answer most of your question, yes? Yes. Yes. Do you have anything else? I do. Um, I'm. This has been like a really... Uh, transformational year it's just kind of really taken off um on so many different levels but there's also been some major uh i guess things that have happened to either slow me down or create kind of blocks and it's kind of come in the form of deception through some people i care about what would be the lesson i have some thoughts on it but i'm just wondering if there's any clarity i can get on what's the lesson of being deceived by people you care about um through like your journey of really trying to expand into more love yes yeah, see in love there is no deception yes unconditional love knows no deception so what is happening as you create exponential transformation just like your friend lisa yes what happens is the truth is coming out as michelle has said previously yes the truth is coming out and so it's not so much that they are deceiving you is then you, when you met them you were at either the same or similar vibrations yes you perhaps were going through something darker in your life and so you attracted those people that matched your vibration and now as you have moved forward as you have lifted your vibration as you have used various tools and worked very hard yes to overcome different insecurities and anxieties and any fears or doubts or worries they're still there and so think of it as from an electronics point of view you're all electricity Yes, and so if if someone is at a 10 hertz and you lift your vibration to a 40 hertz, that 10 hertz is no longer going to feel good to be around. You will feel short-circuited, you see. And so they, what you deem fake is their reality. Ooh, make Michelle listen to this. Because she keeps saying, why are there so many fake people? They are telling the, the, not the truth. And you see, people are afraid of showing up for who they truly are. Yes, you were once afraid of showing up as to who you truly are. That's very true. And now true. you're becoming more open and intimate and authentic and vulnerable. You're becoming the true you. And what's happening is that does not resonate with people who still have to lie to themselves about being something they are not. And as you lift your vibration, they will seem to attack you because it doesn't feel good for them for you to be out of their vibration either. That 40 hertz feels bad to them. They want to bring you back into their familiar miserable. 
Ooh, that's a good term, huh? That would be a good name for a band. The Familiar Miserable. Yes, they want to bring you down again. Down, down, down the rabbit hole into a place of controlling and, and egoic deception and all those ugly terms, yes, that don't feel good to you any longer. And so you can choose to just let them go. The more you focus on the story in your head of their deception, the happier they are because they are getting to you. They're bringing you down like little strings, pulling you down the rabbit hole, you see? And so when you start to find you're telling yourself a story around their deception, remember it's their choice. You stay in your own lane, you know this, mm -hmm. and you rise and rise and rise and rise, and the right people will be attracted to your light. Sure, you may be alone for a while. You may be up on that mountaintop, and no one's around you, and they can't keep up with you. And soon you'll see someone up at the top waving a flag going, come with me, come with me, let's go higher and higher and higher and create and create and create and have more fun and more joy and more manifestations and fun. That's what your life is about. So you're just leaving behind old energies that no longer serve you. You know this, Nicole. I know. <laughs> you know this. We are confirming this for you. Release it. Because when you do, it's like you're going to bounce. Those people have been holding you back and your stories around their behavior have been holding you back. Let them go. Be around more people. You, we told people. Jota, the other day, Michelle and Jota were having a discussion about frequency family because all of the people that they gave Christmas cards to this year are not the same people they gave just the year before. Many of them are clients because now they see their clients more like friends than the people they used to call friends because their so-called friends don't understand what they do and, and they just don't want to be a part of it and they'd rather complain. You see, and that's okay as long as you can have acceptance for their level on the path, their soul agreements, they're what they're here to learn, and you rise higher and you find your frequency family, everybody's happy, and you see little children, do you ever watch them in preschool, and they have a best friend one day, and the next day they say they don't like that person, they have a new best friend, <laughs> you started out finding and seeking your frequency family be based on who felt good in your midst. Yes, and see, you start to feel bad when you're not helping other people through their stuff. You can be there for somebody. You can, as you say, hold space for someone. And yet, if they are constantly vibrating on low-level uh, icky stuff that doesn't feel good, then let them be. Maybe they'll come back to your vibration. Maybe they won't. And there's 7 billion others of you that you can vibrate with and vibe higher your soul family, that you have been around many, 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 many times. And yet your soul tribe also includes those people that, yes, you were supposed to learn lessons from. But we ask you this now. Have you learned your lessons? Have you learned your lessons from these people? Yeah. Has their contrast shown you what you don't want to be like? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's, it's – I was telling Lisa – and I think, Michael, this, that it's kind of shown me how far I've come, like, from where I was. Cause, yes, because uh, yes, you were there and you're no longer there. You had to be within a certain wavelength or you wouldn't have attracted those people into your life. And that means that you have gone from a place of darkness into a place of utter light. And you're still on the trajectory 
trajectory forward. So don't be surprised if you don't continue to leave more people behind and to seek out more frequency friends and family as it gets better and better and better. I totally, because, I totally love the frequency family and friends thing. <laughs> yes, because it can shift and that's okay. That's okay. Tell yourself that that's okay. And so often, so many of you are on this path and you in this journey, you say, what's the lesson? What's the lesson? And we keep telling you, you might not know in this lifetime. Are you okay with that? You might not know what the, perhaps your soul made this agreement because it was a great story in between lifetimes. And you said, it would be really great if at some point that if I just started to leave behind all these friends who were betraying me and I realized who I truly was and I was around the group of people that inspired me and supported me to greatness and we just traveled and had fun and made lots of money and gave back and it was so much fun it seemed a lot easier in spiritual form that's not form you see and then you came into this reality where your thoughts create form and it seemed a lot harder than you remembered yes it's a denser reality and it takes time in this time zone yes yeah. because you it takes longer because everything is dense and harder and so you're you're starting to feel more of the spiritual realm because you do meditate and you do travel in those circles and you're wondering why hasn't it showed up and why don't you know the lesson Stop with the whys. You're going to tell this to Michelle, too, because she keeps doing the same thing. Why, 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 why? <laughs> go. Dwell in all the possibilities. Dwell in the joy of it. Dwell in your creations. Dwell in your imagination. Again, like a little child. Why do you think that in the course of a lifetime, you go from the imagination and the pretending of your childhood to your rationalization and obligation and responsibility life parts yes and then when you get older you become childlike again you circle through life this way and so why not now let yourself dwell in the possibilities of your life in the highest possible versions of you there are many we keep telling you this every time you make a new decision that part of you is living out a separate life and so you can choose to wake up each day. Each day you have a do-over. We say this again and again. Each day you have a do-over. You're rested. Your body is rested. And you can tell yourself, I now wish to live out the best and highest version of myself today. And as you do that, you welcome in other souls who are attracted to you. You see, and in that, that soul, those souls coming together, you amplify the energy. When you amplify the energy, everything sinks up and everything seems to happen faster in this materialized world. You see, you're creating thought into form each moment of your existence. What do you want to create? You see, when you're telling yourself a sad story of betrayal and you keep it going, you're bringing that into your now. You see, and if it's all happening concurrently, past, present, and future, there's no such thing. It's all happening now. It's all happening now. And so when you start to slip into that space of telling your past and your sad stories about people who are on their own path, learning their own soul's agreements, then you're bringing that past into your present. So just keep telling yourself, I'm now in the now. I know better. You see, we just informed Joda that now is part of know. So when you know better, you, you are slipping into the now in the present time where you're not telling yourself stories. Does that help? 
Oh yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, so welcome. Yeah. Um, Michael, did you have a question come up or, or if not, I've got another one, but I didn't know if there, well, anything. Piggybacking on what Nicole's question was, I realized that in my life, I feel like a revolving door of people and, and friends that are friends one year and not the next. And and so you got you actually scared me because if Lisa and Nicole are vibing up there and I'm not on their vibe level, I might get kicked out eventually of their friends. <laughs> you will jump off the you better jump on the train. <laughs> well, that's kind of leads to my question. Uh, as far as jumping on the train, um, what kind of advice could you give me where uh, that will help me, I guess, accelerate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking to get it up to where Lisa and Nicole are anytime soon, but like, uh, to accelerate my transformation. Yes. You see, you are already just by virtue of talking about your revolving door. You have been on some growth. Yes. Or those people would not be revolving door. The trick is, and it's not a trick, don't expect to have the same type of people enter your life. Know that they, as you grow, those new people, those new energies will meet your needs. Now, you would not have even be, been able to meet Lisa and Nicole if you weren't within a certain amount of energetic frequency. It would be an impossibility, an improbability to use well, your I, I, I met Nicole, like, 10 years ago when she was low vibe. <laughs> I was probably low vibe too. <laughs> yes. See, just by being in And the now room. I'm like going, why is she with me? <laughs> because there is a balancing of energies when you do your shows, yes. You represent what most people are too afraid to ask, you see. And Joda was in the same position. He can relate, yes. He's nodding his head. And so he was a grounding energy for Michelle's going up the train and going higher and higher and higher because if you go too high too fast it can almost be too much you see it can almost feel fearful it's too much for the body and so you all balance each other's energy and it's perfection so don't seek to jump on their train they're already with you you stay open you read the books that resonate for you not the ones they tell you to yes you listen to the recordings and podcasts and things that make you feel excited that you want to study perhaps if if you want more grounded things read about more quantum physics or or electronics and read about energy from the science sides of things yes if that lights you up and makes you excited anything that makes you excited not just nicole not just lisa Whatever makes you excited will help you vibe higher. That could be going on a hike, on a motorcycle ride. It could be eating a good lunch. It could be having a beer. If it excites you and lights you up and you're not telling yourself a sad story of why it shouldn't or why it's bad or, or again, going back into the why, 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 overanalyzing in your head and not notice we said over, not just analyzing. It's okay to use your mind as a tool. I'll say that again. It's okay to use your mind as a tool. Just don't let it block your highest good. You see? And so allowing yourself to, to rise up, you see, for you, having an exponential transformative year might be too crazy. You see? That's their speed. And so just letting yourself 
feel good. That's what Jota has done, yes. Mm -hmm. He did not have the same exponential rise as Michelle. And again, it goes back to your gender role sometimes, yes, in your society. You were raised a certain way. You were not told that, that the spiritual is your path for the most part. You had to find it on your own. And so perhaps find other men who are vibrating at that level, who are on a path where they seek to know more. Yes, just keep reading and learning and growing and listening to people who you resonate with. If it's not for you, there are many more. Yes, just keep gravitating. See, there's a good word. It's energy. You're, you're magnetized toward people and, and places and activities that make you feel good, yes? And if it be more sensitive to the fact, all of you, that if it doesn't feel good, step away. It's okay to step away from that. You see, fine, they must be your frequency family or they would have spun away from you for a long, a long time ago, yes? You see, Michelle once wrote a screenplay called Lighten Up, just like your podcast, Enlighten Up, yes? And it was about, because when she first married Joda, she was afraid that she'd keep studying all these books, all these Hay House books, all these spiritual books and all these teachers, and she would vibrate so high that Joda wouldn't be able to find her. And she was sad because she loved Joda a lot and she wanted him to be in her life. And so she wrote about it because it was a vehicle for her expression, you see. And no one, none of the producers understood what she was talking about because they didn't understand dimension. You see, she, she made it up almost cartoonish where the, the woman, the female character, started vibrating so high it appeared like she would disappeared. And the man she left behind had a Zen Buddhist cop who was trying to find her like an actual disappearance, you see, because there are some who believe that you can vibrate so high that you no longer appear to others. And so she played with that thought, which is, again, a fear-based thought. And, of course, it could happen, but you most likely just leave your physical body behind and your spiritual side would go on and on and on as it does. <coughs> Michelle's voice is getting dry. She will have a little bit of water. But at any rate, that was all fictionalized and it didn't happen. What happened is that she set the intention. This is important. Pay attention. She set the intention that Jodo would sync up to her. Would sync up like clocks sync up and entrain. Have you heard of entrainment? Look it up. It is where things harmonize, electronic things. Uh, even women in their, their female psychic, they entrain together. If you put a wall of clocks on the wall, eventually they'll all start clicking and ticking at the same time. You see, you all have rhythms on your planet. And so you sync up together in your relationships and it works. You shine light. Let's all shine light on Michael right now. So he and catch up, catch up, catch up. <laughs> and it's fun. But if you don't want to, that's okay, too. It doesn't mean they're better than you. You see, there's no good, or bad, right or wrong. There's a gazillion different paths you could follow. And so as long as you feel love for your friends, you are syncing up toward them. Does that make sense? Michelle also was worried that her teenage daughter and her would be so out of sync she'd never see her again. And so she shines light on her without interfering in her soul's agreements. Even though she makes what Michelle considers bad decisions, that's Michelle's perception. Sometimes she has to learn through mistakes just like Michelle did when she was a teenager, like all of you probably did when you were children. Yes, you make mistakes, you learn from them. You're still making mistakes and learning from them all the time. Yes? And so perhaps, Michael, you still need to make some mistakes and learn from them. 
Perhaps you're choosing now to learn more through faith than suffering. Perhaps you choose to dwell in the love you have for your friends and allow that to take you to the next level. Ooh, we like that. We'll leave you with that. Oh, I got, I got tingling when you said that. Oh, my. <laughs> See, that is tangible. Mm. That is something that you can feel. Yeah. That's your vibration when you get tingles. Yes, that's how you know you're on the right track. If you're not feeling goosebumpy, then perhaps it's not for you. Thank you. You're most welcome. Um, do you have time for another question? Sure. We have all the time in the world. There's no <laughs> such thing. Uh, I go. I'm... We don't have jobs to get to. So <laughs> we don't have hobbies to perform in. We're just happy to come through Michelle's body vehicle and talk to you all. Wondering if you could enlighten us all in the audience of, you know, we're coming up to the end of 2017 and I feel like many people within the spiritual community consider 2017 much like the revelations of the Bible and, you know, a lot of, a lot of truth coming out, more truth coming to the surface. Is there like a theme for 2018 of energy that people can um, maybe expect or try to, or, you know, prepare for? <laughs> yes, yes. You see, again, that is a calendar year. You understand that, right? Yes. Somewhere, somewhere along the way, someone said it. they started counting your years. Yes, and it's not even true because you have AD and BC. Yes, there were billions of years prior to the Earth, the time that the Earth came in. There are billions of years before between before the time that humans made their entrance, you see. And so what is happening is your energies are becoming more rapid, you see. As the vibrations get higher and higher and higher, and the earth itself has its own vibration that is also getting higher and higher and higher, you see. And there's what's happening is a great polarity of energies. There are some who are stubbornly refusing to jump on the train and go higher and higher. So that creates resistance. Imagine, if you will, that there is a great whirlpool of energy. That is your 2018, as you call it, as you've named it, as you've identified it. So it's a giant whirlpool like water. And perhaps imagine someone is standing in this whirlpool. Okay, let's make it smaller. It's like a bathtub or in a hot tub and someone stands in it it will feel weird because all that momentum of, of energy and you're standing still you see what we're saying as we're demonstrating and so you either go with the floor flow or you stand still and it's going to create pain and hardship and illness and destruction eventually everyone will have to go with the flow of the energies that are the strongest that is what is continuing continuing to happen always it's not just in your bible it's in many books but it's not just a set time in your history because all time is happening right now so how could that be what is happening in 2018 right now concurrently is also there's a 1762 there's also a 3062 do you understand it's all happening right now and as you become aware of this vibration as you learn to lift your individual vibration to lend to the collective vibration of everyone you share this planet with as you jump on board the energy of the earth that continues to 
to spin more rapidly, which has been measured by your scientists, you see. It's all spinning. So jump on board or create hardships. Your choice. It's not for you to decide why others are creating hardships for themselves. Eventually, the speed, that vortex of energy will be too forceful for anybody to stand in resistance. And what does resistance? Fear. And not acknowledging that there's more and better. So, yes, say that there's fear. You all have started out your lives with fear. Actually, you didn't. Not until you got a little bit older and someone told you about it. And yes, as that became more apparent and as you were remembering, it's just body-based. It's just lifetime-based. As you live your life from a soul's perspective, if you could do that one thing, if you could remind yourself each day that you are a soul that chose to come into this earth to have this, this denser reality of creation, you created your years, you created your calendar, you could change tomorrow as much as you could change January 1st. And within the next 365 days, you're going to create a whole new momentum because that was based on the last 365 days, you see? And that's all happening right now too. And so all you need to do is to amplify your energies of love and freedom and joy and peace, all the feelings and vibrations that feel so good, so divine. Keep amplifying it and you're adding to the collective energy of everyone. That creates that momentum we speak of, you see. And, and when you start to talk about the end of days, that's fear-based. What that means is an ending of the old way of doing things. That's all. Yes, you are creating a lot of endings. And as you create endings, you're creating new beginnings. The same way you leave behind friends who no longer resonate with you and you align with your frequency family, so too is the earth doing the same thing. And so let people, sometimes this earth will spin so fast it will literally spin people off of it. And that's okay. They're creating their own destruction. And is there any real destruction? Because in the end, you all die and you all enter bliss, which is where we reside. It's not the bad way to go. You're all going to do it. It's all good. So there is no such thing as a bad way to go about it. And then those same souls will reincarnate again and again and again and do it the hard way. They learn through suffering, learn through suffering. They suffer, 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 learn the hard way, learn the hard way, learn the hard way till they don't have to anymore. And they jump off the train and they float where we are or they enter from a higher perspective. And that's when you attain master level. And there are more masters entering your earth now than ever before because they've lived so many lifetimes. You're starting to gain the awareness from other lifetimes, not the knowledge. You don't need the specific memories. Many of those are too dark. You are gaining all the compassion, all the strength, all the courage that you need to move humanity forward. How's that? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lisa, did you have anything that you wanted to ask? No, I think I'm all set. Yeah, me too. Michael, anything? No, I'll set here too. Okay, well, See, that was you great. You all feel good, yes? Yeah. We want you to amplify this when you get off the call. You talk amongst yourselves, yes? 
you amplify this feeling and document what comes up for you today. Hopefully by now you realize that you don't have any real problems than the ones you create yourself. You see, there's no such thing. Now that you feel good, now that you're a higher vibrational, your problems seem silly and inconsequential. So from that perspective, go forward, resonate, emanate, radiate, and allow people to feel that. You see, you don't have to tell anybody what to do ever. You just have to emanate your own light and your own level of awareness and understanding. And so we thank you with great, great gratitude and appreciation for allowing us to come through today. And with that, we'll bring back Michelle. You can talk amongst yourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Michelle always has to chug about a quart of water afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Use some more water. <sighs> Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> oh, I wish it could just stay like this all day. It feels so good. How was it? It was really good. Good. Yeah. You know, this is good because I didn't know I could, because I often, I don't, I try not to channel back to back because I've told myself it wears me out. But I think the more I do this, the, cause I, I channeled Saturday night. Um, but it feels like I can, and it's good. Cause when we do our Costa Rica retreat in April, I'm doing three different sessions, Monday, Wednesday, Friday with yoga on the beach in between to ground everybody. <laughs> and that sounds fabulous. So this is good. This gives me practice to kind of do it more often closer together. Good. It's fine. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was great. I mean, from my from my end, I definitely got major clarification and confirmation on some things. And I think sometimes it's always nice to hear you know, this, even though you know certain things, sometimes when you just hear it from it, and it could be a stranger, you know, exactly. it, it just it comes in at the right time. It's just you're ready to receive that kind of piece of information everything just sets into place and it's all clear yeah I think we're all doing that for each other I mean that's especially like you said when it's a complete stranger it's just you know on some level but I think that's what's the beauty of the power of 10 is they're seeing you they're seeing through your soul it's not they're not just seeing you in your physicality they're seeing into where you're at and confirming that because a lot of people that's why you don't need to trip on the question because sometimes people ask a question and they'll completely ignore it and answer the question you really wanted to ask <laughs> that maybe you didn't even know that you had in your brain, you know, if that makes sense. It's, um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, cool. I get that. Yeah. Michael, does it, did, like, how do you feel from that session, like from what information you were given? Mm, okay. I mean, it wasn't like, for me, it wasn't like, um, I guess I didn't get like super excited, but but like you know, I was kind of just a general question anyway, so I wasn't expecting any kind of direct answer, if you will. Do you feel good? Um, feel good meaning like. Do you feel good? I mean, do you feel light and happy after listening to that, or same same? No, but I didn't start off light and happy either. So. <laughs> <laughs> How about do you feel better than you did before? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I unless Lisa and, and Nicole dump me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to dump you. I don't, don't worry. Joda used to worry about that, too, with that somehow I'd get so high vibe, I'd leave him in the dust. Well, I, I have a problem in my life. I, I, I got this on the power of 10. Like, I just feel people are just transient in my life. And so it's probably an, an internal fear, unfortunately, that I carry. Yeah, and we all so do. It, when they were saying, oh, yeah, you pretty much ditched the people that you don't vibe with. I'm like, uh, okay, bye, Lisa. Bye, Nicole. Yeah, but it's not ditching. You know, it's it's allowing people to do their thing. Repel, but... repel. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it repel because if you think of it in energetic terms, right, it's um, people may move away and if they sink back together, that's great. I mean, like, again, the, the story of my daughter, she went to go live with her dad for a while. And we were really completely at opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm doing all this wonderful work. And she's just being a teenager. And, you know, that's stage. We all went through it. And but then I just allowed her time. And now we're back together. And we you know, well, we have our ups and downs. But I love her. Love transcends that. Doesn't mean that you're going to ditch someone or completely. And that may be the case with some people. But I think you guys' connection goes deeper than that. I think that, so, and it depends on if someone's just going through a hard time, that's entirely different than someone who's bound and determined to be pissed off at life. And you don't strike me as that person. Yes, you're more skeptical than, than they are. So what? Like, it's, I, so is Joda. But we're happily married for seven years. So it's, I think it's all good. I, I don't see it as ditching. You know, I don't think it's leaving behind someone in need either. But if you're not, if you constantly don't feel good around somebody, then you got to ask yourself, why are you around them? You know, and, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with a revolving door. I think we're supposed to be around people who support us. Right. And that doesn't mean that you're happy all the time. I think people have a there's a mistake there somewhere. I'm talking funny because I'm feeling all all light and airy right now. <laughs> but it's um, it's not all perfection. Right. You guys don't live in, in a state of constant happiness. I don't. It's it's just more of a seeking. And, you know, yeah, if you don't vibe with them and you don't if you decide that's one day that you don't want to keep being on the show that's your decision but I, I don't think it's a mean thing I don't think it's a cruel thing like you're leaving someone behind I think those things naturally happen naturally organically and I mean have you ever had a friend who you haven't talked to for a long time and then you talk to him again and it's like they never left or they went through some stuff and they, for instance I have a really good friend of mine that I've known since college and, you know, I'm 49. She's like 47. She just had a baby. And I have a teenager and a 29-year-old. We're in a little different places in our lives. Doesn't mean I don't love her. I haven't talked to her for a while because she's busy with her newborn. And that's okay. I can still, we can do other things, but I'm more aligned with other people that are in the same place as me, right? And asking the same kind of stuff. I mean, I feel like you know, the reason we all met up is because I aligned with Nicole, who aligned with Lisa and who brought me into the fray with you. And so and that was through Instagram. Right. I mean, that that had to have been vibrational. What how else can you explain it? No, I <laughs> Just, know. Yeah. 
that that's way too random for everything to line up like that. So I, I don't, cause in the beginning I felt like that too, because I can be, I have in the past very much saved the puppy syndrome where I feel like I have to fix and help people all the time. But when you do that, you're not validating their own wanting to grow their own way. Right. I mean, I had this talk with my teenager because she has been hanging out with a new group of friends and, um, they're kind of rude <laughs> when they came over versus her other friends were really pretty cool and they'd hang out with us. And I get, you know, not every teenager wants to hang out with an adult, but you know, they were kind of um, doing some not so smart things. And I told her, you know, it's important to hang with people that you want to be like, you become like the people you're around. I'm not the first person. That's not earth shattering information there. We all know that. And so, you know, if, if, people are bringing you down, let them do their thing. And if they want to come up with you on your journey, great. If not, you line up with new people like a little kid. Yeah. Of course, Ben probably said that better than I did. See, you can tell the difference. No. I try and talk and my sentences are all disjointed and I have no filter versus <laughs> the power of 10. It's just so um, stream of consciousness. And I don't know, there's just a difference. And, and, you know, I like it. Like I said, I wish I could take credit. I wish I could just be some motivational speaker and, and do that. I would get too nervous. I really can't stand talking in front of people. Thank God it's channeling. Then I <laughs> don't have a problem at all. But No, there was, there was definitely a lot of high vibrational information in what they gave us today. And so to our audience and all of us, I really highly recommend listening to the channel part. Uh, I mean, the whole episode, but definitely the channeled part um, a couple of times, because in my experience, there's so much information coming in that you may not be at the right level to receive all of it, but you, but within time, um, you, you'll listen to it again and you'll hear information like you're hearing it for the first time and more comes out and more comes out. And I think that's really interesting. And so I would definitely, I know I'm going to be listening to it a couple of times. Um, and that's just, I feel like as we evolve and grow and, and open our minds more and open our hearts more that we become more receptive to more information and able to absorb it in different ways. So, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you again and again. Anytime you'll have me, I love being with you guys. You're awesome. Yeah. And thanks Joda for popping in. (laughs) He actually just left to go. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, tell him, tell him, thank you, and um, I will. Yeah, thank this is so great. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, yeah. guys. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.